You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. Matt Walsh on demand. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Hope you've had a great week so far. It's been a it's been a crazy week for me. It's been nuts, honestly, because we're in the process of moving right now. I'm surrounded by boxes all around, and um, uh, we're moving on Saturday. This will be the third time in the span of three years that we've moved. So I'm hoping that that this will be it for a long time, for a very long time, because moving is. I feel bad complaining about the process of moving because I realize that these days it's a lot easier than it probably was back, say, in the days of the uh, of the Oregon Trail, when you had to when you wanted to pick up your entire life and you know move across a vast wilderness to look for better opportunities out west, and uh, you, you packed everything into a covered wagon. And you had a family of like eight of you, and then you were, and then you were, you went with with a lot of other people, and along the way, you know, seventy percent of you died, and uh, you get dysentery, and you're attacked by uh, Indians, excuse me, Native Americans, and you're getting hypothermia, and you're you're starving, and everything. So it, it that it's not quite so difficult anymore to, to move, uh, because now you just call up a moving company. And then they come and they move the boxes for you, and then you drive over and you have to unpack the boxes, and you're complaining the whole time. This is so hard to unpack these boxes. You're ripping up tape. This is so difficult. There's so many boxes all around. It's so inconvenient. Oh, jeez. It's so inconvenient. And, and part of the problem is that we're also materialistic, so we have so much stuff. That's one thing that the people on the Oregon Trail had going for them is that they would pack their entire lives up and th- th- these are the lives of, you know, eight or nine people and it would fit into a covered wagon whereas um, it's four of us in our family right now and we can barely fit into a big Mack truck, you know, because we have just so much crap and every time we move, I always tell my wife, here's the best strategy, here's what we do. We just put everything into a big pile on the, uh, on the yard and we alert all of the people in the neighborhood. We say, "Come, take what you want," and uh, we, we, you know, and whatever isn't taken, we just set it all on fire and we dance around the fire. We just dance around it and we we, we dance around the fire and laugh, and uh, and then we we go to our new destination with nothing and we start from scratch. Okay, that would be a lot easier, probably in the end, more expensive, but it would be a lot easier. Anyway. Um, Anyway, I wanted to talk about something something else that, that happened this week. Um, and it brings to mind, you know, a theme that I probably touch on every once in a while about liberalism. And see, what you have to understand is that liberalism is uh, a lot of things. Modern liberalism, progressivism, what some call Marxism, what I've taken to calling secular Satanism. It's a lot of things, none of them good. Um, none of them good, really. But I think it's important to always keep in mind that it is, perhaps first and foremost, stupid. Now, it's stupid. 
It has stupid ideas. And um, that's not to say that all of the professed liberals and uh, uh, progressives are themselves stupid. I think in particular, the progressive ringleaders in D.C., academia, the media, these are all reasonably intelligent human beings. Not as intelligent as they think they are, but intelligent. They use progressivism like a tool. It's a means to an end for them. Everything is a means to an end for these people. And to them, the actual beliefs, the tenants, uh, or tenets, the tenants, yes, the people living inside these, the people, the, the people that are rooming inside of, uh, of liberalism, the tenants, the tenets are, aren't, aren't important, okay? The actual ideas themselves aren't important to the ringleaders. They're very similar to cult leaders. That's why I say progressivism is a cult, because it has all of the same markings of a cult, and principle among them is the fact that the cult leaders, by definition, don't really buy in. The leaders are more opportunists and sociopaths. Um, the followers are dupes. Many, many times dupes who are easily manipulated because of a, of a, of a lack of a solid moral foundation, uh, a tumultuous family life. Um, the people that are, that are victimized and preyed upon by liberalism are generally the same demographics preyed upon by actual cults. Now, I bring this up because it's, it's the only way we can understand what happened a few days ago when President Obama proposed free community college for everyone. Free, did you hear about this? Free community college. Line up, it's free. Come and get it, people. We got free community college. Whoever wants it. He's riding um, you know, on a parade float and just tossing out free community college to everyone. Free community college, yes. And all the children are coming and grabbing the free community college. It's free, everyone take some. He wants the government, from what I understand, uh, a combination of the state and federal government, to subsidize community college for everyone. So um, this will be everyone as long as they can maintain a certain level of mediocrity. Uh, I think they have to be C students to maintain the free ride. So a C student at community college. Now there's a high bar to set. That is probably, if you looked up mediocrity in the dictionary, it would be a C student at a community college. That is the definition of mediocre. So as long as you're a C student, you get, you get free community college. What a stupid idea. I mean, this idea is many things. But man, man is it stupid. Do you know how much community college costs? Do you, do you know the average tuition of community college? Okay, I went to community college, and then I dropped out. And then I went, and then I dropped out again. So the point is, I have experience with enrolling. So I know that the average tuition is $3,300 a year. Do, do you know what that is, $3,300 a year? It's actually reasonable. It's cheap. $3,300 a year, that's like 275 bucks a month. About 65 bucks a week, give or take. Less than your cable and your phone bill. Maybe even less than just your cable bill. 65 bucks a week to go to community college. I can do all these calculations because I went to community college. 65 bucks a week is so incredibly reasonable. And then consider that very poor students can already get practically all of that covered through Pell Grants. So there isn't really a problem of 
poor students from poor families not being able to go to community college. We already have things in place to take care of them. This is one of the constant running themes of modern progressivism is we're, we're constantly solving problems that have already been solved and then consequently making the problem worse. By solving problems that have been solved, we're creating new problems. And then those problems will be solved by somebody else. And then the progressives will come back around and resolve the problem that was solved, creating a whole new problem that we got to go back around and solve. And so you just see it's a cycle. It's a circle. The administration tells us that about one-third of community college students come from uh, uh, poor families. So um, that's by their, you know, these are their numbers. So I'm going with their numbers. And we know that these numbers aren't, you know, are going to be positioned to be as favorable to, to Obama's uh, plan as possible. So one-third of community college, college students come from poor families. They already have access to a free education. And even they really don't need it. You get a part-time job doing anything. I mean anything. Landscaping, pizza delivery, telemarketing, pushing carts at a grocery store parking lot. I mean anything. I did all of these jobs when I was younger, and they would all afford you the 65 bucks a week for community, for community college. You might have to ditch your data plan or, you know, or your Netflix or something. Um, you might not be able to go out and buy designer jeans. Uh, you might have to get a cheaper cell phone, but you can do it. Practically anyone can do it. Someone who is able-bodied and of sound mind, you are perfectly capable of going out and getting a job that can afford you 65 bucks a week for community college. And I will say that across the board. But you know what? Fine. Those students, the ones from poor families, already covered. So we don't have to have this conversation. They're good. They're fine insofar as this is concerned. But by the president's own figures, two-thirds of community college students aren't from poor families. They're middle class. Some of them even upper class. And we're going to spend billions of dollars to give them something that they could already afford. Why? All right, let's go back to the administration's own figures here. Okay, they claim that all of this will cost about $60 billion dollars over 10 years. $60 billion then is baseline. Not even baseline. We know that, that when some politician proposes spending money on something, whatever figure they give, it'll end up being significantly more expensive. And how do we know that? Because that's how it's always worked. From the beginning of time, going all the way back to ancient Rome and before that, but especially during this administration. So $60 billion, probably more like a hundred billion or five hundred billion, all told. But um, what if it was just sixty billion? So let's pretend for a minute that it's just "quote unquote" sixty billion dollars. We are eighteen trillion dollars in debt. Sixty billion ain't much compared to that. But the point is that we don't have money to waste, and sixty billion dollars is a lot of money. Do you know how much money that is? If you had sixty billion dollars and you spent $1,000 a second for 100 years, you'd still have several million dollars left over at the end of it. You know how I can do that calculation? Community college made me a math genius. Actually, I just made it up. I don't even know if that's true. But, um, but I bet it's true. Someone check me on that. Check me on that because I bet it's true. $1,000 a second for 100 years, 
um, and you still would not spend sixty billion. Um, that's pr- right. That's probably true. You see why I failed math tests so often in, in school now because it's just five plus five um, equals thirty-two. I bet it's true, teacher. I bet it's true. Check my math on that because I'm betting it's true. I don't know exactly, but I bet you the proximate. Anyway, $60 billion a year, um, it'll be uh, a lot more than $60 billion. But even $60 billion is an enormous amount of money. And all to buy something that is either already free for people or they can already afford it. Stupid. It, this is just stupid. Foolish. It's an idea concocted by hacks and charlatans and lauded by fools and imbeciles. Because if you think this is a good idea, you are either an imbecile or you're a liar. And I mean that sincerely. I don't toss that. See, when I say that, I don't mean it like as an insult or I'm just trying to insult someone. No, I mean it as an actual observation of reality. That to think it's a good idea to do this is imbecilic or you're, you, you know it's not a good idea, but you're saying it anyway, so you're a liar. But those are really the only two options. Hey, you know, while we're at it, why don't we spend a trillion dollars buying everybody um, uh, shoelaces? Let's buy extra shoelaces for everyone. We'll spend a trillion dollars and just buy all the shoelaces in the world and, and, and hand them out to people. You know, because you need shoelaces. And yeah, we all really kind of have shoelaces and most of us can afford them. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it would be good for us all to have extra shoelaces, wouldn't it? And the money means nothing. It apparently means nothing. You could just spend whatever you want to spend. So why not a trillion dollars on shoelaces? Or why not... You remember that um, that Planet Earth documentary special from a few years ago? Um, how much is that if you want to buy the whole thing on DVD? It was really educational. It was a great series. Sigourney Weaver narrated. And you learned about you know sloths and humpback whales and you know seals and all that. And um, So let's spend $30 billion... And buy that DVD for everyone. Let's buy a Planet Earth documentary, but we'll just buy it for everyone because it's informative, and you know it can't hurt. Uh, think of the poor people who go their whole lives and never, never get to watch any nature specials. They, their whole lives, they never watch a single nature special narrated by Sigourney Weaver, not a single one. So let's just buy it for them, okay? Let's just buy it for everybody. Stupid. Very stupid. But it's not just about the money either. I want to make that clear. Um, the money isn't even really the main thing. The other problem is that community college is effectively worthless if you don't follow that up by going to a four-year school. And four-year schools are increasingly worthless if you don't follow that up by getting a master's. And even that is much more worthless than it was 30 years ago. So sure, spend $60 billion, buy people something that costs a few thousand, but then requires them to spend another 300 grand or so if they really want to if they really want it to all mean something in the end. You know what that's like? 60 billion uh, but you buy something that's 7,000 requires another 200 300 grand. You know what that's like? That's like when someone buys you a $15 gift card to uh, to to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse or something. It's like, you know, uh, yeah, thanks for this. Thanks for the gift card. Um, but if I spend $15 at Ruth's Chris, I have to spend another 80 if I want to actually have a full meal and maybe take a date along with me. Unless I'm going to go to Ruth's Chris by myself and get a soda and some breadsticks, this $15 will do me nothing. So, so this isn't a $15 gift card. This is actually an $80 invoice you just gave me. 
So when we, get, when we pay someone, when we pay for someone's community college, we are not actually giving them anything for free. It's certainly not free because it is being paid for. And we're really not giving them anything other than a six-figure debt down the road. Here's 7000 bucks. Go spend it and then enjoy the next process, which necessitates a six-figure debt. There you go. And I'm not saying that, you know, we should just go with the full Monty here and pay for everything. Obviously, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because it would be insane um, and impossible, but also because it doesn't at all address the real problem. What's the real problem? Well, there are many real problems. One of them, um, college tuition, the price of college tuition uh, for four-year schools, that price has gone up something like 1,000% in the last few decades. 1,000%. And meanwhile, you get less for your money. The quality of the education is diminished. The return on your investment has diminished. Handing out free money, that only makes the problem worse, you imbeciles. It only makes it worse. It helps these scam artists at the universities jack up the prices even further. This is how we got into this position in the first place. You start shoving people into these schools and paying for some of them along the way or paying for it partially and it just jacks up the price artificially so now it's a thousand percent more expensive and a thousand percent less worthwhile this is just crazy this whole it's just it's and you know what it won't even happen obama waited until he until he had a republican congress to even suggest this but um the fact that progressives love the idea, I mean, the fact that it's just the fact that he would even propose it, it's it tells you everything you need to know. And look, I understand, like I've been saying here, that although community college is reasonably priced, it's hard for me to argue that it should be any cheaper than it is right now. I mean, 33, you know, essentially three thousand dollars a year that I, I mean, it, it, how much cheaper can it really get? Um, so. But the four-year, but the, the overall expense of getting a, quote, college education is so in, enormously expensive, it's immoral is what it is. It's, it's immoral what's going on. What these universities are doing and what public education is helping the universities do and what the politicians are helping them do and all these federal programs, all of it is immoral. And, it's, and, and the people that are responsible for it, they know what they're doing. And it's all about the money in the end, of course, isn't it? I mean, that's what it always comes back to. That's what it always comes back to. All the time, every single time, it comes back to the money. And so in this case, when you've got people at these four-year universities, these uh, you know, deans and, and uh, uh, you know, administration officials and, and, and the people, the, the brass, the higher-ups, and even some of the you know, college professors and the coaches and when you've just got this overall environment where some of these people are becoming enormously uh, wealthy and making a lot of money, I mean, some of them are becoming legitimately wealthy. Um, when you have this this environment, that's not a coincidence. It's not like they're making all of they're making bank, and that's you know something that's separate and aside from the issue of college being so expensive. It is expensive in large part so that these people can become can make a lot of money. 
the colleges charge a lot for their education because they want a lot of money. And why do they want a lot of money? Because these are individuals at these colleges who are charging that. Okay, the college is not just some not just some organism. It's a it's individual people, and the individual people who make the decision to jack up these prices, they they make that decision because they want money for themselves. Is what this is about. And what are they providing? You know, you go to a college education, you take a communications course, you take ethnic studies or gender studies. I mean, just worthless. Absolutely worthless. Worthless because you can't do anything with it. You have gender studies or ethnic studies. Uh, You can't do... all, All you can do with that, really, is teach those classes somewhere. And you can also take it and be really annoying on Facebook. But those are the two things you can do. And the second thing, you can't really make any money doing it. Some people would argue that I've made money doing that, but, uh, but, but anyway, most people can't. Most of you can't make money just being, just being uh, you know, an antagonist on Facebook. A few of us have figured out how to do it. But regardless, these are, these are courses and, and education that, that is effectively worthless because you can't do anything with it. Um, in the real world, in the business world, nobody cares. Nobody cares that you took gender studies. Nobody's looking for that. But, but I'll be the first to say that, you know, this is one of the problems with um, our education system, both at the college level and at the public school level, is we look at college, we look at education, we have this very utilitarian perspective on it. We have this very pragmatic kind of uh, practical perspective of education where we say, well, if you can't, quote, use the education, then it doesn't mean anything. Um, so you have to be able to take that education, and when we say when we say education, we're not even talking about education as in you know learning about the world and expanding your understanding of things. We're talking about literally the piece of paper you get at the end of it. That's all it's about is that piece of paper. That when you spend a hundred thousand dollars on a college education, you are literally buying that piece of paper because that's all that matters in the end is that piece of paper, nothing else, as far as uh, most people are concerned, um, and that's a problem. You know, when, when we think of it in just that practical way, well, you have to be able to use the education and you have to be able to parlay it into money and go out and get a job with it and it has to go on a resume. And when we turn education into something like that, it becomes a big issue. Because the truth is, obviously, that education is a, should be a lifelong pursuit. And it's one of the most important things you can do is educate yourself. And, the, and, and when you educate yourself, primarily, you should be educating yourself for just for the sake of being educated you should learn just for the sake of learning and i and i 100% believe that and that's why the greatest tragedy with our education system both at the public school level and especially at the college level is that you aren't learning truths Forget about the fact that it's so expensive. Forget about the fact that it's, that, it, that it's practically worthless because you can't really do anything with it in the real world. Forget about that. The biggest problem is that in many cases, you're not learning truths. You're not becoming a more well-rounded, mature, uh, critical, th- critically thinking individual. And we all know it. I mean, just go out there in society and, and converse with you know, have encounters with college graduates. Do they strike you? And, and this isn't the case across the board, but it, but by and large, do they strike you as, do you say, well, this is a really mature individual, just very insightful, uh, knows a lot about the world, 
um, you know, has a very well-rounded understanding of, uh, of things, is, is, is hungry for truth and for knowledge. Do you say that when you encounter your typical college graduate? Of course not. In fact, not only do we not associate a college education with having a mature understanding of the world and uh, a well-rounded you know, uh, insight in, in, into, into the truths of the universe, not only do we not associate with it, but we, we explicitly associate college with the opposite nowadays. And we accept that, don't we? That you go to college and you regress. You go to college and you spend the entire time getting drunk and 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 you know and 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 exploring yourself sexually, quote unquote, and you come out having regressed. So college is expensive. Uh, college doesn't teach you you know skills that you need in the real world. College won't make you successful. That's all. These are all problems. But but the biggest problem is that truth, truth. There is very little truth on your typical secular public university campus anymore. Very little truth. And if whatever truth remains, it is being viciously and aggressively actively stomped out by the powers that be at these universities. And what happens as a result is that um, you know, college becomes, for many kids, that's, why do you think, why do you think uh, you know, 18-year-old kids 17-year-old kids coming out of high school, why are they so anxious to go to college? Why do you, why do you think that, you know, you've got these, these, these uh, and I know this from experience, but you've got these kids in public school who really couldn't care less, uh, completely apathetic, especially by the time they reach senior year, and then all of a sudden they're like, college, let's go to college, I can't wait to go to college. Is it because all of a sudden they've rediscovered a vigor for learning? No, it's because they see it as a four-year vacation. They see it like, like almost like, a, like going to Vegas for four years. It's just, it's a place where they can go and for four years outside of the purview of their parents and with nobody really looking, you know, and, 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 and with, with very little oversight, uh, they can live with a bunch of their friends and get drunk and have sex for four years. That's what college is for most people. That's why most people look forward to it. That's why they want to go. If you took those two aspects out of college, if you just removed them, let's say, and and just with one fell swoop, and I'm not and I'm not advocating that we you know start uh, that the federal government tries to actually make this happen. But but let's say that you could just f- flip a switch, and now there's no more sex and no more drinking on college campuses. It just didn't exist. Do you know what you would find? Enrollment would plummet because most of these people couldn't care less about anything else there. That's the reality of it, and we all know it. And then you, and you come out, and what do you have to show for it? You have uh, maybe you have herpes or something and uh, and a bad liver, but you also have six-figure debt. And worse than all of that, worse than all of that, is that um, you've wasted the four years, not because you haven't wasted it because you haven't been working, although that's part of it, because most of these people really should be working instead. But it's four years where you could have actually been learning about the world in some way, shape, or form, and you weren't. You weren't. So college is, is a, just a disaster. Our approach to it is a disaster. And this new proposal by Obama would just make everything worse. If we want to make things better, if we want to actually uh, improve some things and see some progress, what we would do is we would start telling people, we would, we, we, we would be clear that college is a very specific choice that is necessary and, and, and wise for very specific people who want to go into specific fields. Everybody else, the best thing you can do is go out into the world, learn some skills, 
get a job. And in the meantime, also learn about the world. Because we live in the, in the, in the information age. We live, and even though most of us don't take advantage of it, I mean, think about it. You carry around in your pocket every day a tool that gives you access to all of the knowledge in the universe, in your pocket. You can have access to any information at all just by the thing you carry around in your pocket. It's incredible. And yeah, we don't use it for that. Most people use it for porn and, and uh, you know, uh, Vine videos of people falling down steps and everything. But, but you could use it and you could also use libraries and books um, and bookstores. You could use all of that. We all have access to all of that. And you could use that to learn things. And you don't need college for it. I didn't start... I went to, to public school for 12 years. 13 years, I guess, if you count. Uh, kindergarten. Um, speaking of worthless, by the way, kindergarten. But uh, I didn't start really learning anything until I got out of school. And until I left community college behind and I, and I, and I realized this just isn't for me. And that's when I started... You know what I started doing? Right when I was about 20 years old and I was living on my own. In a, in a place called Georgetown, Delaware. And I was working at a radio station. I was doing other odd jobs and everything, just trying to make ends meet, making less than $20,000 a year. Um, living a very sparse life. Surviving off of, you know, hot dogs and... Uh, and, and uh, you know, everyone always says ramen noodles. I never was a fan of ramen noodles. What I would do is I would go, because I didn't have any money, so I would go and I would buy, um, you know, a pack of hot dogs. And that would be, that would be at least dinner for a week. And then I would never eat. I never ate two meals a day. Sometimes that would be the only thing I ate. But then sometimes for lunch, uh, if I could afford it, you know, I could go to Subway. It was right down the street. Five dollars, five dollar foot long. In any case, so that, that's what I did for. And, and it was it was in that environment uh, when I was alone and and living on my own, um, learning a lot of lessons the hard way in life. And so what, what I started doing is I also didn't have internet for a lot of this time because I couldn't afford it. But I would go. I went to the library and I started getting books. Just books about everything, anything I could get my hands on, and I would bring them back to my apartment, and nights and weekends, and just any time I had free time because I had nothing else to do, I would just read books. That's what I would do. I would just read about it, anything and everything. I would just read, and sometimes what I what I love to do on a on a Saturday is, uh, and this is when I'm you know I'm 21 years old working at a rock station, and I guess I should have been having a lot more fun, but I would go on a Saturday and I would go to the uh, Barnes and Noble in Salisbury. And I would just get a cup of coffee. I could usually afford that with the change that I found in the, you know, in between the seats of my car. And I would just sit for hours just reading books at Barnes and Noble. Never bought one. I was a, I was a mooch. But I never bought one. But I would just sit and read books. And what I did is I, I had this, um, this notebook, and I would start just writing my thoughts about the things that I read, or I would come up with ideas, and I would start writing them down, and I would. And I guess it was the early it was the early advent of the Matt Walsh blog, is I would start writing essentially kind of like the rants you might read now, uh, if you read my stuff, but I just wrote them down on loose leaf and I never showed them to anyone or did anything with it. I don't even know why I was doing this. Um but that's what I did and and that's how I learned a lot that way. And I still try to learn things. And that's what worked for me. And I had friends in college this whole time. And some of them, yeah. I mean, some of them now are going to be doctors and they're in the medical field and they're engineers and they're very successful. And college for them really paid off and they did learn a lot in college and they're very intelligent people. Um, and that's the case for some of them. But then others, 
for that four years while they were in college and I was in a one-bedroom apartment in, in Georgetown, I was learning so much more. I was learning. And I loved it. I loved to learn. And I still do. So learning is important, but the idea that you have to spend $100,000 to learn information about things is just... And, and to think, to think that it's just now, in the information age, when we have free access to all of the information in the universe, now is when we get the idea that learning information should cost $100,000. Just think about that. Nothing makes sense anymore, does it? Nothing makes sense. Um, but uh, I think we've got to leave it there because I have, um, like I said, we're moving, so I have to get to... I've got a whole list of things I'm supposed to be doing around here. And ranting about college really isn't one of them. So let me get to that, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Uh, Akuche Salus. God bless. <laughs>